new on Curiosity Stream. With my infrared drone, I can see what others can't. Drone pilot Doug Thrawn uses his bird's eye view for the ultimate good, saving animals from desperate situations around the globe. Join the rescue effort on a new season of Doug to the Rescue. And you captured a Confederate steamboat. We're taking the ship to freedom. An enslaved crew, a stolen vessel, and a Civil War dash to salvation on impossible escapes. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. So I was roaming the backfields of JetBlue Park looking for a guy. Looking for a guy who was traded to the Red Sox for Clay Buckles. We go back to the Clay Buckles trade. We were all wondering, what are they going to get for Clay Buckles? They're going to get something big. Clay Buckles is a legitimate top-of-the-rotation pitcher, potentially. And then, all of a sudden... The name Josh Tobias came across the wire. Josh Tobias is the guy the Red Sox got for Clay Buckhold. So I wanted to find out who this guy was because really no one had been talking about him except for those one or two days after the Clay Buckholds deal. So I finally found Josh Tobias, a guy who was drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies in the 10th round. And there's some people who know about him. Obviously, the Red Sox know about him. That's why they identified him. One guy who knows about him is a guy who drafted him, Ruben Amaro, first base coach for the Red Sox, who used to be the GM for the Phillies. I remember him. I saw him play uh, at the University of Florida against Vanderbilt, so I saw him for, for a series or so. Swings about well from both sides. Baseball player. Uh, reminded me a little bit of uh, like a Terry Pendleton type of a guy. I mean, Terry, uh, whether he reaches that kind of level of success, I, I don't know, but um, uh, swings about well from both sides, runs okay, um, plays uh, plays second and third, so I saw him play third base, but he played mostly second, I guess, with the Phillies when he went over there, but he's a baseball player, you know, likes to play, uh, enjoys playing, swings about very well, particularly from the left side, and uh, we liked him, we liked him as a senior sign. When uh, when the Red Sox are about to make this trade and talking to Gus Qualabom and, and uh, you had some conversation about him, you have to touch all the bases. What when they brought his name up? What was your reaction? I mean, I like the kid. I mean, I, I, I like the way he goes about uh, playing. I think he's uh, got a chance to be a um, you know a, a quality if a quality if he's not an everyday ends up being 
doesn't end up being an everyday second baseman. He probably has a pretty good chance to be of a uh, decent utility type player. Somebody can swing the bat from both sides off the bench or something like that. But, um, you know, we just viewed him uh, when we drafted him. Uh, Johnny Almaraz viewed him as a baseball player, you know, and a uh, good kid, loves to play the game, kind of a baseball rat. And, uh, you know, those guys, uh, you can never measure just tools on those guys. You have to measure a lot of things. And one of the, one of the tools becomes heart and head, and he's one of those guys who likes to play baseball. So it'll be interesting to see how he progresses. So fortunately, once I found Tobias, I was able to sit down with him for an extensive conversation. And as it turns out, he may be one of the most interesting players in the entire Red Sox spring training. And I'm not, that's not hyperbole. That's the truth. After talking with him for 20 minutes, you be the judge. He is a fascinating, fascinating guy who clearly is a deep, deep thinker. And he talks all about not only baseball, about being traded for Clay Buckholz and that sort of stuff, but some of the stuff that he's into in terms of space and and time travel and UFOs and what he studied in Florida and his interest and it is he's a fascinating guy. He is the guy I am dubbing as the most interesting player in the Red Sox camp. Unfortunately, I was able to sit down with him for about 20 minutes on a golf cart, JetBlue Park. Here it is. So I have to ask first question. Take me through that day. Take me through that day where you're waking up in the morning, a member of the Philadelphia Phillies organization, and all of a sudden you're all over the Internet. Uh, it was actually a pretty funny story because I've, I was in Columbia, South America at the time, and I had just flown back from a wedding in Miami that the night the day before so I was tired and I got a call at like eight o'clock and I was like who is this because it was an unknown number on my whatsapp I had no clue who it was so I was like angry I was like hello and then it was my player development guy the Phillies Joe Jordan he was like hey Josh it's Joe I was like oh man so I put my uh, professional voice on I was like oh hey Joe <laughs> and uh, he's like yeah I got some news for you I'm like, oh, what's up he's like oh you just got traded to the Red Sox I was like all right it was kind of He's like, yeah, we're going to miss you and stuff, and great to have you, and they'll be calling you soon. So I was like, all right, and he hung up. He didn't tell me. He said it was for a pitcher, but I didn't know who it was for and, like, what kind of caliber pitcher he was. I was like, all right, whatever. So I told, I called my dad and told me, yeah, I got traded. I don't know who it's for. He's like, yeah, it's awesome. So then, like, I went back and looked at my phone. My phone just started blowing up. I was like, I was like, oh, I didn't realize there were clay bulk holes. I was like, geez, that's crazy. So for the next, like, two or three days, my phone blew up. And that was just one of the crazy, I mean, just being in a different country, it was crazy just hearing that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you said, if you, you don't know who you're going to be traded for, you trade for a pitcher. If you're going to be traded for somebody it, and to be traded for a guy, and Clay Buckles has done a lot in the major leagues, I mean, this is this is a feather in the cap. You want a resume builder. I mean, this is this is pretty good. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, it was a big shock to me, but it was also a huge opportunity and uh, a testament to the Red Sox. I mean, they saw something in me that they wanted, that they – Gave me an opportunity to play over here, so I mean, I'm grateful for them for um, believing me enough to trade me over here. So, so take me through. So you get that initial shock. Take me through after, in the moments after. Are you are you a Google machine? Are you trying to figure out anything and everything? Are you calling people like you were former teammates, some of the Florida guys in the organization, Brian Johnson, some other guys? Tell, take me through the moments after. It's kind of fun because I'm super low key. Like I won't talk about myself at all. Like I told my roommate who was a. A catcher at the Phillies when I was in South America. I was like, yes, got traded. He's like, it's awesome. I called my dad. I called my best friends from college, and I texted a few of my friends. But other than that, like, I Googled it to see, like, 
what what actually when someone told me like you got traded for this guy, I was like what? So I googled. I was like, oh wow, I didn't realize that. Matter of fact, people just kept telling me, so I didn't even have to Google it because it was on my phone. But after it happened, I was like, because I was in winter ball mainly for the Phillies, like they had asked me to go. So I was like, all right. So I, I called the Red Sox, like, hey, are you guys okay? Like, if I come on home, because I mean, I was kind of tired and playing all year. <laughs> like, yeah, you can come home. So I actually got to surprise my parents for Christmas. They thought I wasn't coming home until like December 28th. And I came home the 22nd of December, actually. And I knocked on the door like one in the morning and surprised them all. So that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, so the big win off the trade, the biggest win was the fact that your parents get to, to see you and they didn't think you were going to see you. So the, it, it's already, the, your world has taken a turn for the better immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, it was definitely a huge experience. Then we never had that happen before. And just being like, I mean, Twitter and stuff, just being like, I think I was trending at one point. I was like, that's so weird. Like, <laughs> I'm not like, I like, I'm not, I don't shy away from the spotlight, but I'm not one to like take it in. Like, oh yeah, I want it. I was just like, wow, this is awesome. And it was super humbling too, but it's definitely uh, something I'll never forget. So when you hear Clay Buckles, I mean Clay Buckles is we are looking at it. Every time Clay Buckles' name came up in trade, it was crazy. You know, you're like, oh my goodness, this, that's going to be a, an enormous trade. Like I said, this is a huge feather your cap that you were traded for Clay Buckles. Do you go and look at? What I don't know if you were familiar with Clay Buckles. Do you look at what his numbers were? Do you look at what he had done? Do you look at what is exactly is the luxury tax threshold? Do you look at any of that stuff? I mean, I saw it and I was like, wow. Like I, as soon as they said his name, I was like, wow. I knew exactly who he was and like what he's done for the Red Sox and how long he's been there. And it was super crazy just to be a part of that. And I mean, I didn't need to look into any of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, just seeing his name, you know already. So to go back, so now we're going to go back a little bit in terms of who who you are, because that was the thing. I, I'll tell you, Josh, one of the most read stories, I told people this, one of the most read stories that we posted was who is the guy who they traded for Clay Buckles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. well, I mean, I'm pretty, most people think, like when they see me playing, think, oh, this dude's super uptight, which is like the exact opposite. I'm not uptight at all. I'm super laid back dude. I mean. I love having fun. I mean, I love playing the game. I play the game hard. When I play, I'm serious, but I joke around all the time. But I need to be serious, I need to be serious. I mean, I'm a pretty laid-back, serious guy. I mean, uh, I mean, I love academic stuff. I love reading. I mean, Yeah, so someone said to me today that you're really smart. So I, I know you don't like talking about yourself, but okay, if we're going to talk about the facts and, and, and we're going to talk about achievement, what is your best, if, we're, if I'm going to say to someone, oh yeah, no, he's really smart, what is your best academic achievement? Uh, I mean, obviously getting my degree at the University of Florida. I was a geoscience and environmental science major. So just getting that degree and having to grind through that through four years of college was probably one of my uh, best academic achievements as well as making, I made the honor roll every, all years except for my senior year because I kind of, I got those senior capstone classes, and they kind of took me for a little doozy when I was playing. But I graduated with like a two nine, almost a three zero, basically. So I maintained that all year long. So it's geology, right? Yeah, it was a geology major. But I mean, it was just like an offset of geology mixed with like geography, like a little bit of meteorology. So what? So now you're you're, you're mixing geology and meteorology and all this. Stuff. So what? What did you, if you're not doing the baseball? What was the what was the plan? Uh, I was going to go back and get my uh, master's, maybe my PhD. I used to want to be a professor. I want to do that where I wanted to uh, either study the seafloor or study, like, groundwater movement in Florida. And, like, because, I mean, there's a lot of sinkholes in Florida, obviously, and making sure that houses are suitable suitable to build on, build on top of in those types of areas. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty interesting to me because I took a whole class on the geology of Florida and just what's underneath Florida. So See, the, see that you just convinced me. You are intelligent. <laughs> and, and by the fact that you actually – 
went to class in Florida because because I would go and give Brian Johnson crap and say, you know, oh, athletes in the University of Florida could never go to possibly go to class. I actually like I enjoyed them. I didn't like waking up early to go to class, but I enjoyed like going to class and I was a really weird note taker. Like I wouldn't take I take I wouldn't take notes like everybody just writing in class because I couldn't do that because I wouldn't learn anything. So I would just listen. And I'm a huge like if you listen in class, I feel like you're gonna retain more than if you write it all down. I write down keywords, but I just like listening to my teachers talk about this stuff. It was awesome to me, and I'd always go talk to. I still talk to some of my professors now, like via Facebook and stuff. We were pretty good friends. I mean, so I used to, I used to love doing that stuff. So now you're driving around Fort Myers. Do you like there's a sinkhole? There's a sinkhole. There's a sinkhole. Uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> kind of. You can't you can't really see anything naked unless they're right there. But I don't know. I think you have the sixth sense. That's... Maybe you never know. If I had the sixth sense, I'd be getting a good job whenever I'm done playing. Well, I, I noticed that I was you know looking at some old stuff in your Cape League video. What superpower you would have? He's like, oh yeah, laser beams out of my eyes. That would be cool. Uh, oh yeah, I I was huge in I still am huge in like superhero movies, and I love X Men, I love Marvel and DC. I I watch those all the time. I watch them on my iPad everywhere. I'm huge in superheroes. So, so in terms of the baseball stuff, you you get drafted as a senior in Florida, and you have a really good senior year. Did you go about where you thought you would, which was the tenth round, or did you think you would go higher? And then when you did get drafted, you said, "Okay, I'm on my way, and I'm going to be in the major leagues." Or my 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 plan is to be in the major leagues by X amount of years. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, I also decided to get drafted. I, mean, I didn't get drafted my junior year. I mean, I had a great senior year. I mean, I didn't, like, I was going to go wherever I got drafted. I wasn't going to say no, but, I mean, it was great that the Phillies took me in the 10th round and gave me an opportunity. I mean, playing four years at college and not getting drafted your junior year, it kind of gives you some uh, hindsight and just, like, know that, I mean, baseball is not going to be there forever. So, How do you not get drafted your junior year? Uh, I didn't play great the first half. I played, like, the second half of the year, but... Going like before the draft, I knew I wasn't getting drafted because I didn't talk to anybody. So I went to summer school actually. Oh, okay. But I just after I got drafted, I was like, I'm gonna play as hard as I can for as long as I can, whether that be two, three, four years. And I want to give everything I have that I can make to the big leagues. I mean, that's my and it's everybody's end goal is make it to the big leagues. But that's what I work towards. That's how I play towards. So when you so you get drafted, you're in the Phillies organization, and once you see what you're doing, what you're going up against, how you're. Uh, how professional baseball works do you feel okay you know i can do this i can actually function i can actually this can be a legitimate goal of making it in the major oh yeah definitely i mean going through a first short season and going through my first full season last year i mean you play against guys that are top prospects you know like, that guy's not better than me not much better than me so i mean you can gauge your own abilities i mean i think it's a good thing as a player to be able to gauge your own abilities i mean you can tell like if you're not good enough like mm-hmm. i think you'll be able to tell if you need a lot to work on or where you're where you're at compared to the best competition i think in me like i think i'm up there with the best i think that i have a great shot at playing in the biggies and i could play in the biggies like i don't have any doubts that i couldn't function i couldn't produce up there what's your best position uh second or third i mean i played third all throughout college i've been playing second the past two years so just anywhere between those two the and, and when people say what do you think that you do well that people might not say you do well and is going to be the reason that you end up going into the major leagues uh, that that people think I don't do well. I mean, I get a lot of knock for my defense, and it's gotten a lot better in the past few years. I mean, that'll keep me on it. But I mean, I mean, the main thing I do the best is I hit well. I mean, that's, that's how I got drafted. That's what I. It's going to make you money. It's going to make you in the big leagues. I think. It's going to make you money. You're yeah, correct. It's going to make you money. I mean, money's not what I play for. Obviously, I mean, I play for just because I love playing. But that's what I think. The thing that gets overlooked is my defense sometimes, and 
people don't know that. I mean, I've been working on that harder than anything. I think that's gotten a lot smoother over the past few years. So when you when you go get traded to the Red Sox, do you immediately say, not only do you say, okay, well, Dustin Bedoy is a second, you know, so-and-so is a third, uh, but also this is who's in AAA, this is who's in AA. Do you start looking into that? No. I mean, some people, I'm not like that. I mean, I just focus on myself. Like, I got traded. I was like, all right, time for a new relation. I mean, They've seen me play before. I mean, it's time to keep doing what I was doing. That got me drafted. That got me playing well in the pros. And just you play well, someone's going to see you. Someone's going to give you a chance. So just play your hardest, and your chance is going to come. So what don't we know about you? Tell me something that a lot of people don't know about you. Because, you know, I do – I can Google all the live long day. But – but you know, and I know, and Brian Johnson. Be honest, he showed me the video. You dance, and he likes to dance. And I know that, you know, the uh, your nickname is Toby, and the DJ Toby. And I know all this. Like, so tell me something. Do you need me to stall a little longer? <laughs> I mean, you said you said that you like you know comic books, or not comic books, but the what's the tattoo? Oh yeah, I have uh, one that says "Truly Blessed" on my uh, inside my bicep. I have one that says, uh, it doesn't say anything, it says a lion, mm-hmm. and then I have a cross on this arm right there, and uh, I think some people don't know, man. I mean, I read what? shit a lot, ton. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you talk about reading, I mean, there's different levels of reading, and it is, so what's what's the, if you're talking about reading, what do you read? I read, I read sci-fi books, like, I don't, I read some sports books, but I read a lot of, like, I'm reading a book now called The Children's Time, it's about people, like, the earth is uh, uninhabitable anymore because of nuclear war and so they're trying to find a suitable planet which I think actually can happen that's something we don't know about me. like I'm super into like space travel and stuff like that like I watch National Geographic all the time and like I'm super into like one day that we're going to live on Mars and that or somewhere and like black holes and like space time continuum I'm super into that like so you see the Martian yeah I've seen the Martian I've seen Interstellar yeah. I want to see the uh, what's the new one that just came out a few months ago with uh, I, forgot, I forgot what it was called Oh the um oh the the passengers oh yeah yeah no nah, don't bother it wasn't great but yeah that's one thing people may not know I'm super into like space travel and like you believe in UFOs oh yeah definitely I haven't seen one but I know they're out there I mean there's infinite amount of planets out there that we don't know about and there's it'd be kind of ignorant to think that we're only people out there <laughs> so why I mean you you haven't seen one I'm I, neither have I but it's but you read about it and you see the movies and everything else what is the what is the most convincing argument or most convincing example of you if you're reading a book and said this happened so I really think this happened and I really think you have follow success uh I mean, there was a movie. I forget what the name of the movie was. It was with DB Sweeney. You were you weren't even born yet. It was about being being abducted by aliens. Of course, you have the the latest one with Amy Adams. Oh yeah. There's there's certain things like in history that you can read about that like like ancient people have like drawn like hieroglyphics of like greater beings. I mean, I believe in God too, but I mean, I think that aliens have come and like shed some light on us because i mean if you think about it like certain things that have happened like i don't think humans have gotten the knowledge that we've had just on our own understanding i think we've gotten a little bit of help from some places but i mean i'm pretty sure ufos fly i mean i don't think everything's just meteors i mean you can tell there's some things like you go in space hear some sort of noises i mean there's some something's admitting it i mean it's not just planets contact you see that movie Jodie Foster. Oh yeah, I've seen that. That was a good yeah, one. That yeah, was a really good yeah. one. I mean, that's the thing. Right? I'm telling you, there's certain things we can't explain. That UFOs are part of it. That's that's a good one. I mean, honestly, that's it's clear. It's good talking to you a little bit about this because it's good 
because it seems like you're a pretty deep thinker. What you talk about another book that you read sci-fi? Is it, I mean, when you dive into a book, are we talking War and Peace or like, what? Are, uh, I mean, sci-fi is what I'm reading now, but like uh, over the off season, I read Angels and Demons by um, who's it by? It's a movie. It's a movie, but I, read, I, didn't, I never saw the movie. I saw the book. If they it. make a movie, I'm not reading the book. Yeah, I I, I, I said don't watch. They said don't watch me. So I didn't watch the movie. I read that and I read the one. Dan Brown is. I read that in the movie, book called Inferno, which they just made a movie out too. The Inferno was really good. I mean, like that kind of stuff where it's, it's almost not conspiracy theories, but like in Angels even talks about the Illuminati and like how they're trying to like basically take over the world. I mean, people think that's real. I mean, I have no clue if Illuminati is real or not. I mean, that kind of creeps me out a little bit. But yeah, well, that's the thing. You do you start reading it? You start watching? I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe. When I read it, I didn't really think about it. I mean, just, like, the history behind it, like, how they went into, like, the Vatican and stuff. Like, in the Inferno, he went into the Vatican, and the dude tried to actually spread, like, um, a plague onto the world. To, like, he, this plague was to sterilize, like, one-third of the population because, in his mind, population, I mean, population going to keep growing and growing. There's a, there's a graph on it. It's going to keep growing until we can't contain it anymore. And he wanted to cut it in half so that we could actually sustain ourselves. So, you ever t- talk about this with your teammates, and there'd be like, I mean, you, you, oh, yeah. you must, it must be hard finding teammates who actually are thinking on the same level with you. You have a few people that like, can, I'm, I met a few guys, and I, I can't remember their names, but I've met a few guys that we talked about before. Me and some guys will talk about it. Like, say we're at, my roommates will talk about it sometimes we're at night, it's like late, we'll be like, you ever think about this? I mean, me and my, me and my brother are really big on talk because he was a, uh, he just got his PhD in nanoscale particles. In the, in what? Is chemistry. It's like nanoparticles and like that. So me and him will have like really deep conversations about stuff like this. About also we watch the same shows. But yeah, we. What's he do? Uh, What's your brother do? What's his name? I want to give him proper publicity. His name's uh, Andrew Tobias or Drew. I call him. But he's still he just graduated like maybe three weeks ago. So he's just applying to jobs now. But I mean. He think he's got one he's going to get go to maybe in California. Yeah, you're, you're a smart family. Oh, yeah. My, <laughs> it is fine. I'll, I'll brag on him a little bit. My my dad has his doctorate. My mom just got her doctorate two weeks ago as well. Oh, and really? administration. She's a principal in administration. And my brother just got his doctorate, too. What's your what's, uh, what your dad What's your dad doctorate? What, what's he do? Uh, well, he's, they, him and my mom were both, like, administrative. Okay. So they, he was a principal at one point. He used to be a college professor. My mom's been a principal for the past, like, eight seven or eight years and brother's probably going to do something with, and I don't know what he wants to do and my I have two, another sister who works in college she's an um, what do you call it admissions counselor and then my older sister travels around hospitals working on uh, how they communicate with the staff via the uh customers of the hospital like the personnel of the hospital so. again you're 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 way too smart to become a professional baseball player <laughs> i mean if it doesn't work out i definitely got some options behind me that i mean i can definitely pursue but baseball is number one right now here's here here, here i am thinking that your biggest talent was balancing a bat on your nose so oh, still uh, you want to sit down dinner and talk about space i'll talk to you for two or three hours about it i love that kind All of right, stuff so, I, don't, I don't you know not two or three hours but give me in a nutshell um we're going to sit down. I actually saw you. You didn't know this. I saw you at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. And if I, if I knew you like I know you now, I would have said, hey, let's, let's get the health nut uh, protein shake, which I've gotten for 15 straight days now. And let's talk about space. Give me, give me if, you, if you say, give me 15 minutes. Give me a 15-minute conversation about space. What would it be? I mean, I don't know. I'd probably start talking about what I was reading about black holes. And, like, I was talking about today. Someone was talking about how time was an illusion. I was like, well, if you fall into a black hole, it actually is an illusion because you don't know what happens in there. Gravity gets all mixed up and time gets all mixed up because time's relative, really. I mean, 
really hard to measure time. I started talking about that, and I started talking about how there are so many different galaxies out there. I mean, and like galaxies isn't like our galaxy. There's all the planets, Earth, Mars, Venus, and all of those. I'm thinking them all. Do you believe in time travel? That's the other. Thing. I mean, that is weird. I mean, because it's kind of hard to be in two two places at one time. I mean, say you travel there and back. I mean, I feel like that'll mess up some stuff. But I mean, there's stuff we don't know. I mean, that's what people. That's what black holes people think that if you fall into a black hole that you probably could time travel or you get crushed by gravity or you get ripped in half actually i guarantee you that we i would not be having this conversation with clay buckholz <laughs> no i'm definitely i'm definitely interesting like i'm pretty nerdy but i, I mean i i think i think about like if i go to a wedding i mean i'm i'm not lacking on conversation starters if i meet a girl like i start a conversation with her she might get weirded out she might leave but i, I was gonna say that's that's not a huge aphrodisiac talking about uh that's why i mean i like i mean not that does it work i mean i have to ask has it worked for you before yeah i mean i've met a girl one time randomly at a what was that? i was at a restaurant and she sat beside me i was, I was watching books and i was like i guess you're leaving that we talked for like 20 30 minutes just about like the different planet space it's cool i mean i don't talk to her anymore but i mean Definitely interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It works for certain people. It just depends on who you, who you meet. <laughs> That's great. Well, I don't want to take up, take up any more time. I do look forward to talking with you again. Uh, and it was good to get to know you a little bit because, again, all we knew you as this is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is every everyone to say, hey, here's the guy that got traded for Clay Buckles. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to talking with you again. And thanks so much for joining us. Oh, no problem. Thank you very much. New on Curiosity Stream. From time to time, we have collisions between asteroids and the Earth. We track them, we study them, we hope the big one never comes. Don't look up, it's Asteroid Rush and Alligators. They rarely get sick, they even outlasted the dinosaurs. Could they hold the secret to human longevity? Their blood could have antibacterial applications. Wade into the investigation on immortal alligators. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors have the expertise to find exactly what you need and the ethics to do the right thing, even when it's the harder thing. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. 